0: This podcast is brought to you by Touch A Life.
1: Hello everyone, welcome to TAL Radio. This is me, RJ Sankhya, hosting the Interview today. In a city of big dreams and shimmering possibilities, there exists a heartbreaking reality that often goes unseen. That is the plight of our youth facing homelessness. Behind the vibrant streets of San Francisco, there are young souls caught in a silent battle, yearning for warmth, shelter, and a glimmer of hope. So today, I take the distinct pleasure of highlighting an organization that is making an incredible difference in the lives of younger individuals facing homelessness in San Francisco. And today, we shine a spotlight on Larkin Street Youth Services, a beacon of hope, and a lifeline of countless people in need. And this organization offers the comprehensive range of services to help youth transition out of homelessness, including emergency shelter, transitional housing, education and employment assistance, healthcare access, mental health support, and whatnot. So to guide us through this organization today, I'm honored to have Sherlyn Adams, the Executive Director of Larkin Street Youth Services as our special guest. And with her deep understanding of the organization's work and her passion for serving vulnerable youth, Sherlyn has been an instrumental in driving their mission forward. So we need to learn a lot from her today. So without further ado, let me welcome Sherlyn onto the show. Hi Sherlyn, welcome thank you thank you thank you for having me thank you how are you doing how's everything i'm doing just fine thanks wonderful so uh, i'd like to start with the question like what inspired you to join larkin street youth services and how has your experience been so far
0: thanks um well i i have been here almost 20 years i have been working in the field of social work and for nonprofits for close to 35 years I joined Larkin Street specifically because I had a chance to do some uh, training for the organization on behavioral health issues and mental health issues. And I got to meet staff and volunteers and I was just really inspired by the mission and by the people I met. So I applied for a job when one was available and I was hired as a director of programs and then eventually became uh, executive director and I feel very strongly, there's a lot about sort of the work we do, the lives of the young people that we serve that are um, resonate with me based on the experiences I had as a, as a young person and, and um, my siblings. Well, and so there's, a, a, you know, the mission is very close to my heart and um, I feel very strongly about the need for us to invest in young people to reduce and solve homelessness amongst young people. And, um, you know, daily, I am inspired by the staff, and by the young people to continue to push forward to, to do all we can to resolve youth homelessness.
1: Wonderful. So could you please share something with us about the primary goals and objectives of Larkin Street Youth Services?
0: Sure. I mean, ultimately, our vision is that no young person has to sleep outside. So our ultimate vision is to end youth homelessness. Our mission is to, is to create opportunities for young people to come inside to get the support that they need uh, to take bold steps in their lives to reach their full potential. So toward that end, our, the outcomes we seek are that when young people leave our housing, they move on to safe and stable, independent housing of their own. They have made significant progress on their education and employment goals. They have the tools to navigate life. So we want through, as you mentioned, we have shelters and we have you know, uh, engagement centers or drop-in centers where young people can come in immediately and get food and a place to do their laundry and, Um, meet with staff and learn about um, different services and supports that are available to them and then we have a wide range of housing options for young people so that on any given night we're able to sleep about 450 uh, young people Um, and we have housing programs in San Francisco and we now have one in Berkeley.
1: That is impressive. So um, could you like tell us about like Um, you know, homelessness is among the youth and people is a significant issue in San Francisco, right? So can you provide us with some insights into the range of programs and services offered by Lincoln Street Youth?
0: Sure. Well, we know that there's about 1100 young people on any given night in San Francisco that experience homelessness. Uh, and so Larkin Street serves over the course of a year. We serve about 14, 1500 young people, um, each year through the wide range of services that we have, like drop-in centers, uh, education programs that help young people get a GED, get into college, complete their high school diploma. Um, We have employment programs uh, to support young people in learning how to interview, learning about different career paths and options available to them. We have a youth force program that provides an opportunity for folks, for young people to work in crews and to sort of crack, you know, get the opportunity for paid work experience. Uh, And then we have sort of a set of robust behavioral health and mental health services. We have uh, a few clinicians that are able to work directly with young people or support staff in addressing the needs uh, for young people that might be experiencing substance use issues or behavioral health issues. You know, it's been a very traumatic time for all of us and especially for young people who have experienced homelessness or are experiencing homelessness it's you know there's reasons the reasons for why they became homeless cause trauma being outside or experiencing homelessness and homelessness or couch surfing causes trauma so there's a lot of healing that young people are doing when they're in our programs and then our housing options can range from uh, shelter to transitional Programs to longer-term housing programs. So we try to have sort of a portfolio of options available to young people, so they can have opportunities to stabilize, um, work on their education and employment, um, work on uh, their behavior, their mental health and their well-being, and then be able to sort of transition into their own own housing program. Program their own housing with the ability to uh live independently and go go on in their lives like we all did as we emerged into young adulthood
1: great so since you just told us uh what kind of people you take in how do you know who are eligible to avail your services and tell us and how an eligible individual can reach out to you
0: so any young person who is experiencing homelessness or is at risk for experiencing homelessness or has housing instability we would be happy to work with and is sort of eligible for our services and we how young people find us is through we have outreach staff so we have staff that go um go into various neighborhoods or connect with young people uh, who uh to who we think might be experiencing homelessness or at risk for homelessness connect with them tell them about services begin to build some trust we have what we call our engagement and community center at 134 Golden Gate, that's open nine to five, Monday through Friday, people can come in anytime. Young people hear about us through word of mouth and young people can Google us and find us at um, www.larkinstreetyouth.org. Uh, and that's you know one of the ways that young people find us. Um, and then we really, you know once they're at the drop-in center or we have a small drop-in center in the Haight-Ashbury district, um, or meet with outreach teams, or just come in. Then, then we begin to connect with them and, and help them uh, figure out what they need, and then connect them to the services that they're requesting. You know, like I said, young people are experiencing homelessness often because of you know family violence or child or, or abuse or neglect in the family, because they were in the foster care system, because they were unable to stay in their home or their community because they identify as lesbian or gay or bisexual or transgender, and it's just not safe young people who are escaping community violence. Uh, so so the reasons that young people come, there's a lot of trauma associated. So it takes a long time for trust to build for some young people, right? And change happens at the speed of trust. Uh, so our services are intentionally um, designed to make it hopefully easy for young people to connect with us and start to build trust and a foundation and then also be able to get folks who are Um, into our shelter housing program, you know, as as quickly as we can. There's obviously not enough housing for young people in San Francisco, um, but we do try.
1: That's great. So since you spoke about trauma and the way they come and trust you, I realize that mental health is a critical aspect for overall well-being, right? So how does Larkin Street Youth Service address the mental health needs of the youth that they serve?
0: Yeah, for sure. We see a lot of young people with trauma and, and mental health issues and especially after the past three years when we know that that across this country 18 to 24 year old young people and young and adolescents are uh, deeply impacted and are um have a lot of sort of uh depression and anxiety and sadness and sort of hopelessness and loneliness right as a result of the pandemic um racial reckoning all of the things that have happened over the past three years so Our services we have um, we call our behavioral health services actually our wellness program and in that we have two or three therapists about three therapists who are available to work directly with young people to support and in one on one or group counseling who also support staff uh, who are working directly with young people consult with them on what what young people might be what, what they might be seeing with young people how we can better support them. What might be tools we can help give young people? We connect young people with um, external behavioral health services, right? If they need, they need residential treatment, or if they are seeking maybe a therapist in the community that they want to work with, we'll connect them to supports there. We have a sort of harm reduction approach with young people and within the organization, um, and then we do like it's Mental Health Awareness Month, right? So we. Last week, there was a big event in our engagement center to encourage young people to to seek support if they're having a hard time or if there's something going on, sort of trying to normalize sort of uh, having uh, engaging in supports around mental health um, and really trying to take away the stigma associated with reaching out for mental health or substance abuse support, if that's something you need.
1: Great. So... Funding is vital for the sustainability of any nonprofit, right? So, how does your organization raise funds to support their programs and services?
0: Thanks. Yeah, we we receive um, about sixty percent of our funding from public sources. So we, that state, local, and federal dollars to support uh, mostly our housing programs, some of our outreach programs, and a portion of our education, employment, and wellness services, and then. Uh, we raise private funds to, to, all, to add and augment to the supports that we do in the uh, private support. Often funds things like our wellness programs. We have, a, we have a really great art program for young people. We have a music studio. We do um, have guest artists come in and do different, different kinds of art, for, um, visual arts or cartoon, cartoon drawings, uh, some multimedia stuff. Um, and that's really supported through our private funds, and that's through individuals who contribute to us, or corporations or foundations who support our work, which really is the really allows us to have the kinds of supports and services um, and offerings that young people need to fully sort of uh, gain the skills and tools they need to transition into independence and self-sufficiency.
1: Great. So since you all are already serving such a larger purpose. How can someone support the community and provide more help? Like are there volunteering opportunities or any other ways that they can help?
0: Yeah, we do. We have some uh, individual uh, volunteer opportunities. Those are generally speaking uh, supporting sometimes supporting young people in their, in our GED program or in our college readiness program, or helping to uh, supporting uh, meal preparation in, in our engagement center. We have group volunteer opportunities, so maybe a group of folks, oh, somebody like a work, or um, a group of folks from uh, a college group, or or uh, somebody's like sports group. Um, uh, community members want to get together and uh, either raise funds for Larkin Street, or can sometimes do group projects that we need to help sort and or and organize our clothing closets, or we have a few uh, a few gardens outside gardens that need that need tending and being taken care of sometimes by a group project or painting. Um, They can also help do clothing drives, right? We always need shirts and jackets and, uh, you know, new or very gently used, um, hats, scarves, you know, any kind of clothes, but especially clothes for young men um, and uh, folks that are tall, right? So anybody, we we love clothing drives, and we love um, opportunities for group projects. And we have a volunteer program manager who can help support folks with that.
1: Great, Sherilyn. So what kind of impact does Larkin Street Youth Services have left in San Francisco? And can you give us your favorite success story of an individual? Sure. Uh, Well,
0: we, so young people that complete our housing programs, about 90% of them, uh, transition into safe and stable housing and having made progress on their education and employment goals. So we think that's great, right? Young people are really exiting our housing programs into safe and stable housing and into inter- independence. Um, and collectively with our other partners across the city, we've seen a reduction in youth homelessness over the past decade. So over the past decade, youth homelessness is down about 46%. And that's directly related to an increase in housing and other supports for young people at Larkin Street and at some of our partner and sister sister brother organizations sibling organizations so we're ecstatic about that we have a long way to go but we're really happy about that and I think other you know what's really critical for folks to know is that if we are able to engage with young people that helps per- and and their homelessness that helps prevent uh, chronic adult homelessness. Right, so about half the folks that are experiencing homelessness over the age of 18 had their first experience of homelessness between 18 and 25. So the sooner we can intervene, the better chances we have of preventing longer-term homelessness. Um, and you know, I there are many many incredible success stories that. At Larkin Street, and sometimes the success is somebody coming inside every day for, for a year and finally getting into housing, right, being ready to make that step. Um, but you know, just recently, uh, we had a young a young couple who both went through our services and completed our services. You know, got into housing, got a certificate and a trade for one of them, um, and they recently had a baby and got married, and they're living really happily in their own apartment and they're doing great. Um, and their paths were very different and it took a minute for them to, to get all the way to where they needed to, but they're doing great. Right. Um, and there are countless stories like that.
1: Wow. They look really great. So yeah. Could you tell us about any collaborative efforts or partnerships that Lock and street has established and has their impact?
0: Sure, we work very closely with all of the other youth providers in our city to be able to address the needs of young people experiencing homelessness. Um, we also had what we call uh, launched with the city uh, this public-private partnership called Rising Up, and that launched in 2017. and And with the city and our partners, we raised. You know, Larkin Street was the lead organization, and uh, this. We raised about a combination of, of private dollars and public dollars, about $50 million, uh, that are that is ultimately going to house through a rapid rehousing program. So a program that provides a subsidy for young people for a period of time and then supports case management and education and employment support. So young people will be uh, live in their own housing with their own lease participate in the program and then, you know, are able to stay in that housing and once the subsidy ends and that that will serve 400 young people in housing. It provided prevention and problem solving and support to help resolve homelessness for another 300 young people um, since it launched. And it's just a great example of how much we how much impact we can have when we all work collectively together towards the common goal of all of us seeking to reduce youth homelessness um, in our
1: city. Great. So we're almost there to conclude today's conversation. But before we go, I'd like to know is looking ahead, what are the future goals and aspirations for Larkin Street Youth Services in their ongoing efforts to combat youth homelessness in San Francisco?
0: Sure. But we want to continue to grow and expand our services in San Francisco, and uh, we are super excited to having to, to now having a housing program in Berkeley and hope to continue to grow our housing outside and support services outside of San Francisco um, and to support other organizations through technical assistance or training, whatever we can support. And we've been around for 40 years, so we think we've... We have some little learned lessons we've learned, hard hard lessons we've learned, and would just love to see uh, more organizations grow and uh, grow their capacity to serve young people uh, again towards this ultimate goal of ending youth homelessness. So we hope to continue to um, expand in San Francisco and beyond, and you know we hope that someday we will not see young people sleeping outside.
1: Wonderful. So, yeah, I'm done with the questions and this interview has come out really well. Thanks a lot, Sherlyn. Thanks for taking your time. And it has been a wonderful interview.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it.
1: Take care. Thank you. And I'm so glad to be knowing about this organization, which works for such huge purpose. And you also have been a very pleasant guest and I really appreciate the good work that you're doing. Thank you. Yeah, so that was Sherlyn Adams, Executive Director at Lark Institute Services. I hope you find this interview insightful. And for more such interviews, stay tuned to TAL Radio, powered by Touch A Life Foundation. And this is me, Sankhya, signing off for today. Take care, you all.
0: You have just listened to TAL Radio Podcast. For more podcasts, visit www.touchalife.org.